Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Network. You are looking live at two guys about to do their podcast. And everybody around the world, tonight of all nights, they say Thursday night throwdown. Yeah. You got to love it, baby. You got to love it. As the Midnight Rider said, welcome to another edition of the Thursday Night Throwdown brought to you by the Sideline Junkies Podcast Network, also Clear Productions. Uh, you have the Midnight Rider, up wrong side, the Midnight Rider, myself, the big guy, KG. Uh, as you can see, scrolling down the bottom on the banner, you have uh, our link. You want to buy a good bourbon, a good rye, a good whiskey. Hit www.buyfortmose. That is B-U-Y-F-O-R-T-M-O-S-E dot com backslash discount backslash maniacs. That is our discount code. You get $10 off with that discount code. You buy $130 or more and you get free shipping. And they ship anywhere in the country. So that is by Fort Mose backslash discount backslash maniacs. First and foremost, now we got the formalities out of the way. Midnight Rider, how you feeling? I'm good, man. Chilling, man. Just trying to keep up with today, man. Let the day get yeah. away from you a little bit. Uh, I'll say this. I am happy that it's Thursday because Thursday is my Friday this week. Oh, you too. Next week too. So I'm 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 digging it. I'm digging it. But uh happy and look like I may have a four-day weekend. Don't have to return to work till Tuesday. But uh Midnight Rider, we gotta start this off with a little bit of Sad news. Naismith Hall of Famer George McGinnis has passed away. Uh, for those of you that are uninitiated, you're not aquatic enough, you don't go back far enough into the annals of history. <sighs> George McGinnis was a two time ABA champion. Uh, he was <clears throat> a legend for the Pacers before Reggie Miller was. Six foot eight, 235, went to Indiana. Second round draft pick in the NBA. It's a uh, selected by the 76ers, 22nd overall. He played for the Pacers from 71 to 75, where he won his two championships. He also was ABA playoffs MVP in 73, won those championships 72 and 73. ABA MVP in 75, three time All Star, ABA All Star, two time All NBA first team. Uh, all NBA second team in 73, ABA rookie first team in 72, won the scoring championship in the ABA in 75, three time NBA all star, all NBA first team in 76, second team in 77, ABA all time team. His number 30 has been retired by the Indiana Pacers. Uh, in college, he was a third team All American, he was Mr. Basketball USA in 69 and he was a first team parade all-american in 69 as well as indiana mr basketball career averages of 20.2 points a game 11 point 11 rebounds a game and 3.7 assists uh midnight rider your thoughts on the late great george mcginnis so i brought this up to you because i'm gonna do what you do sometimes i'm just gonna step back and let you step into the um, forefront, and you do your thing. Drop that knowledge on them. Teach them a little something real quick. Go ahead. Wow. So we just we just putting the brother on the spotlight. I mean, it's a lot that can be said. I'll say this. I don't like how you separate championships between ABA and NBA. It was simultaneous, I get it, but it, they're still world champions. None, neither one's less than the other. 
But you, when you talk about the Indiana Pacers, most people will say Reggie Miller was the greatest Pacer of all time. Okay. Not so fast, my friend, in my lead Corso voice. Because George McGinnis was a dog. No, no, no. I can't even call him a dog. Because what Jerry West say? Jerry West say, no, nah, I didn't have that dog in me because I'm a wolf. And wolves eat dogs. So I got to say George McGinnis had that wolf in him. He was in that era of high-scoring small forwards and guards. And to look over his stat line, and he's a Hall of Famer. Ah, my God, where's the stats at? Now, help me out on this, because the late, the early 80s, late 70s, the Sixers teams, was he on the Sixers at all? Yes, he was, he was a okay. Philadelphia 76er. Uh, from 75 to 78. So he, he was on that's that. The team the finals. So he's, he's on the team that they talked about that lost to Bill Walton and them. And they should have never lost because they kind of got there and everybody wanted to do their own thing. And it was the, the, the instance where team ball beat individual ball. Mm-hmm. And then okay. also, you, you know, going up against the great Dr. Jack Ramsey, I, that is, when you talk about guys that you miss, I miss hearing him on radio calls on Westwood One. Whether it was NBA or college, I just missed the 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 the, the knowledge. So, um, you still got your boy Hubie. Yeah, and I saw him the other night. That that's another dude. He is absolutely awesome. It was when it comes to radio calls, Gus Johnson. Uh, Hubie Brown, John Thompson was one of the great called Kevin Harlan, and Dr. Jack Ramsey. Those are the five that if they were calling the game, I got to listen to it. I'd rather listen to that than the, uh, the, the, the the TV broadcast, just because of the knowledge. But, you know, not taking anything away from the TV broadcast. I'm just, I just love them old heads, like sitting around a barbershop. So, so when, you, when you use your walker, do you have tennis balls on the bottom of, the, of your walker? I'm younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> no nah, man, you just you know how you are. That's why I call you the historian, man. I I mean, it, when when it comes to the history of the game, it's I, I posted something in the sideline junkies chat, and I, I I need to do a list of players that have been forgotten. George McGinnis is one of them. That's an interesting list. Yeah, forgotten players that people think were firemen and plumbers. You know. Uh, 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 I posted a. It was a birthday shout out for uh Bob Pettit. I saw that. You know, and then you took that off your phone, right? No, nah, I found it. <laughs> I found it. But like, um, Dick Barnett, fallback baby. Chick Hearn gave him that name. You know, they say when he would shoot, as soon as he released it, he say fall back. Ain't no rebound. It's cash money, baby. But I, I it's I hate that players like George McGinnis, who we're talking about, I hate that they only get remembered in death. I believe oh, yeah. in giving them flowers while they can still smell them. Oh, that's what we got the spring and summer shows for because we can acknowledge all of that um in that time frame. Because we do live in a world where if it's not the guy that's doing it right now or did in the last 10 years, he's forgotten about. And, I mean, if you think about it, they talk about – they don't talk about Mike as much as you think. Mike's just around because of the argument with LeBron. Yeah. That's really the reason he's in the, in the spotlight. But you think about your magics and birds, they, they don't get talked about as much as you think they should. <laughs> nah, unless it's coming from me. Right. So, so, yeah, I, that's why it's important that we have those shows and we do those things. And, you know, we got the great um, Tuesday night thing anyway, the list. That's something we can always put together, boom, throw a list out there. Uh, we title lists. Sometimes we see, we do a poll in the um, group, group, you know, yeah. see if guys, other guys and then compare the list and whoever's doubled up, like, you know, you count it out and. If somebody's unanimous across the five people that responded, 
he the one seed, and we just go from there. I like that. I like that. So we got to, you know, we really got to get on on the ball with that. But uh, rest in peace to George McGinnis, NBA legend, Hall of Famer, two-time champion, scoring champ, a wolf that played on the largest stage in the world. See, every time you say that, I think of what's the Dodgers broadcaster's name? Um, Who you talking about? Yeah, Vince Scully. So Vince Scully, there he's doing a game, and I think it's um, Johnny Gomes. So he's talking and telling the story. Johnny Gomes, when he was twelve years old, um, was helping this gardener out, um, and the gardener had this wolf. Um, but Gomez thought it was a dog. He kept telling him, leave it alone, leave it alone. So finally, the wolf, I guess, gets a chance to get at him, pushes him in the chest, stands over top of him. And like the famous line is, the wolf knew he didn't have uh, a combatant in this situation. So he let him go. And like the wolf just walked off. And that's the Johnny Gomes story. Now it's better, better when Vince Scully says it. Hey, Vince Scully was a great storyteller. He was a great storyteller. I mean, you know, we got legendary broadcasters, period, that don't get this time. And he was city, the city itself. I mean, if you look at our broadcasts across the the stations or the different sports, we're legit in every one. Legit. I think the only people that's bringing up the rear, the Wizards, TV people. That's only because they're in year two of doing their job. Now, if you would have stuck with Buck and Phil, that 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 combo right there. I mean, I, we getting off topic, but that combo right there. Whoo! So right, let's, let's, let's go back to the things at hand tonight. All right, let's jump over to this game that we have tonight. Uh, Charges visiting the Raiders, an old AFL matchup. Anytime you got an AFC West divisional game, that's an old AFL matchup. Um, But this right here, the Raiders are three-point favorites, over under 35 and a half. And I believe the Raiders only didn't even score three points last game. They lost three to nothing. Right. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Justin Herbert is out. For this game, Justin Herbert's out for the season with a dislocated finger. So we get um the pride of North Dakota State, Easton Stick, um playing backup QB or playing starting QB tonight. And then we get the pride of Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, um, on the other side of the of the ledger. And as I went to go, like I made a point to all right, I'm a, I'm at work. I'm in Maryland. Let me try to get my Thursday night bet in. That thing, that trying to make that bet was so excruciating. Like, I couldn't get <laughs> under any lower. I was like, ah. Like, I, I just think this is going to be ugly. Now, I said this last week, and we ended up with a 21-16 ball game. Um, and 31 of the points or 30 of the points were scored in the first half. Um. I, I, I just don't know where the offense is going to come from. I, again, I think this is another game where the defense becomes the offense. And maybe we get a turnover and they put them in plus position, short drive, maybe the defense scores. But uh, I honestly think this is going to hit the under. And I'll just take the charges to cover. I think I took the Raiders. Oh. Huh? I guess I got to pick a winner. I got the charges winning. So charges, charges, um, under. I, I think I picked the Raiders in this one. I don't really have too much on it, but I think I picked the Raiders in this, and I'll pick the Raiders to to cover, and I'm going with the way under. I'm talking 10-7 under. That's how far under I'm talking. Mm. So I'm not even looking for a high-scoring affair. Now, we got a triple header on Saturday. We're going to run through these games, and we're going to get to our last joint. We're going to get up out of here. First game on the slate, 
the Vikings visiting the Bengals. And in that first game, just like in this game, the Bengals get three points uh, for the favorite over-unders 40 and a half. And the only reason why these teams are getting three points is because they're the home team. They give home team three points. That's it. Don't see anything to it. This is more of a pick'ems. And, and, and maybe if Shin was sitting here, this would be part of the smell test. And I think this smells pretty bad. Ah, I think it smells just right. Um, because the Vikings have, if if I'm not mistaken, Nick Mullins is starting this ball game. Um, as a guy that he found a niche, you get with the right coordinators and the right style. He came up under Kyle Shanahan, so he's familiar with the style and the lingo. He can go anywhere and play. And as long as you go to places that have the coordinators that have similar styles. You get to stick around this league long time because you're not a threat. So the fans, there's no fan besides his mama calling the sports talk radio saying we got to start Nick Mullins over Kirk Cousins. So that's that's the beauty of it, beauty of it all. So in this ball game, I want to see what Jake Brown is going to do. Jake, he's not Jake from State Farm. Uh, this Jake from the University of Washington, team nicknamed the Huskies. He's been playing like he's a dog, and he's been getting the ball out to um, Jamar Chase and come to get getting those receivers involved. And I think this is another one of those scenarios where if you have quality receivers on the outside and you just got a quarterback that can actually just get the ball in their hands, they will do the rest. So I got Cincinnati win, winning this, and I got Cincinnati winning by the three, but I think it's going to be more than that. Um, And I think this is going to hit the over, but most of that heavy lifting is going to be done by Cincinnati. I think Nick Mullins turns the ball over twice and Cincinnati takes advantage of it. Uh, I can see this being something like 30 to 10. I'm sorry, 31, 10, somewhere in that range where we just get the over, but it ain't going to be by much. Mm. Smell my finger. <laughs> That's how it's, it just smells bad. Smell my finger. <laughs> Like this is bad. This this is bad. Um, I'm I'm looking at some things. Damn, Jonathan Taylor out again this week. Fuck. <sighs> I needed him in. I need him. It's the first week of the playoffs. I need this win. <laughs> anyway, oh, I play a start this week. Yeah, I'm out. Now you in the playoffs? No, I'm just saying it's been real. I mean, you know, I got Austin Eckler struggling to get points. I got I had to depend on Najee. Um, yeah, this this lineup I got this week is it's ugly. Ugh. I'm just hoping I can keep it all rolling, and I, I think can win another championship. That's all I'm hoping for. It's yeah. been a struggle the last couple of weeks, but we, we were all right. And you killed my momentum because I got I knew what I was going to do. I was going to get hot late. And I even told you that. Laporta carried me through most of the um, back end of the schedule. Um, and right now, I, as a as a team owner, I got to be in love with love. And get um, Xavier to give us the score for the night's game. I see him in the chat with the um, Bengals and the, um, the Vikings. And he says... He'll take the Bengals 28-17. Boy, I don't even think they're going to score 28. But uh, I can't agree with him. I'm going to take the Vikings. And I got the Vikings winning. Uh, let's call it 13-6. This is just not really a good game. If you could flex a game, I think this game should be flexed. Flex away. Next Thursday at noon. Oh, Okay. You know, flex it up out of it. Get, Saturday night, give me give me a good game. Come on now. Give me something good. Um, I mean, next game. I mean ho, 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 ho. Before you go next game, come back for a second. Let's, let's really think about this. Okay. From, from an NFL standpoint, you got the Vikings with Kirk Cousins in a perfect world. You got Kirk Cousins going against Joe Burrow. And idealistically, this line will maybe still be the three. But your over-under is like 47 and a half, 45 and a half, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. And you're expecting a very electric ball game. 
But due to injuries, what happened? You end up with this. Jake Browning versus Nick Mullins. Is yeah. that must-see TV? Um, For their parents, yes. It's not must-see TV for me, so. Uh, Xavier says, tonight will be charges 10-7. Mm. Oh, he's on punishment. Give me your phone. Right. San Francisco won. I, I, I went back and listened to Sunday's show. He's on punishment. Get off the game. Go away. Go stand in the corner. Put your nose in the corner. <laughs> no can do. I am Travis. All right. So we got the Steelers versus the Colts. Colts is minus one and a half. The over-under is 42 and a half. Um, I mean, you already said Najee. I mean, not Najee, but um, Taylor's out. But it's something about Minshew. I am in, is it Minshew mania? Whatever it's called, I'm I'm not in the front of the bus, but I'm I'm like halfway. I'm I'm like if there was a Rosa Pops on the Minshew bus, I'm like sitting next to her. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but we meant to be there. We allowed to be there, so it's not like the times when we weren't. But you know what I'm saying? But seriously, um. I think Minshew gets it done. He's actually carried me a couple games in one of my leagues to wins in my fantasy league. So um, the kid is good for about 20 fantasy points, 22. So if you need an emergency quarterback and he's available, that's somebody you look at. Um, Mitch Trubisky, um, I don't know. I've never liked this kid. I didn't like him at Carolina uh, when he was splitting time with the kid Williams. Um I didn't understand how the team went up and actually moved up to get him. And when I watch him play, I just see bad quarterback all over. And there's no if fans or buts about it, but he's got enough of an arm to stay in the league. And he doesn't cost a whole lot. Um, so that's how it comes down with backup quarterbacks. The defense of the Steelers has been playing lights out. I mean, they're trying to carry this team to another season where they can be over 500. And the question becomes, like, is the eight and eights and the the nine eights and the nine seven and ones or whatever it is that Tom has been the last couple of years without the um with like one or two playoff appearances, is the is the bloom off the rose? Will 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 the Steelers actually say no, we don't wanna um like they fire a, co- a coach instead of that coach retiring? I don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, that's the talk right now. Mm. But mm. if if I didn't say my prediction, I got the Colts winning. Um, they definitely have the one to have. Um, and if you take, uh, let's see, I'll go 27-20. I think the Steelers' defense helps them out a little bit. And maybe Austin uh, gets them a punt return. But I don't think the offense has enough to – to keep up. You said something. As a matter of fact, I seen this earlier about uh Pittsburgh and their coaches. And they were saying that Mike Tomlin, I think, has four playoff wins. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe more than that, because he had that one run to the title. Yeah. For the Super Bowl win. But after yeah. that, they've they've been They've had a couple of one and dones like that ugly loss to Cleveland. Um, I think that was the Kobe year where Cleveland was up by like three touchdowns at the half. Now, this is this is the thing. We can't act like the Steelers were just they they were just you know a new team in '69 when when Noel came. Nah, Steelers are one of the oldest franchises in the league. They've been around since '33. And looking over their coaches, one, two, three. Well, they weren't a good team early on. And they don't have very many good coaches. But every coach that they've had from Noel to Tomlin, all Cowher, Noel, Tomlin, all delivered at least one Super Bowl victory. They've all won over 100 games. And here's the thing. Tomlin has won more games. Then 
Coward. Uh, uh, yeah. But this talk of Pittsburgh letting Tomlin walk, it's unheard of. It's not unheard of. It's okay. It's unheard of in Pittsburgh. You've never right. heard them on a coach like that. There you go. Now think about there, there's the there's the if you think about like the Jim Caldwell years in Detroit where they kind of got stuck and mired right around 500, and they were like, all right, we're tired of being 500. Unfortunately for them, they made some very bad personnel and coaching decisions, and ended up becoming the laughing stock for the next couple of years. Um, same thing with the Chargers. They were mediocre, and they let your boy go. Um, Anthony, um, what's Anthony's last name? Anthony Lynn. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. Um, but that team was underachieving with him, and they let him go. And unfortunately, Staley's come in and stunk it up. I mean, he had the year last year where they were in the playoffs, but that team is way too good to lose a 28-point lead. So go yeah. ahead, man. I'm sorry. It's Okay. Xavier says Steelers 24 to 10. I'm going to say Colts 17 13. Don't think it's going to be a high scoring affair. But if they do, if the Steelers let Tomlin walk, by God, I would not mind him and EB hooking up down here in DC. And I wouldn't mind him having total autonomy. On the field, we get what everybody wants, a real GM in the office. And the GM says, okay, we're going to get Tomlin. Tomlin, this is what you're going to do. You give me the grocery list. I get the groceries. You cook the food. That's it. We have some sort of hierarchy. But, I mean, that's something that we can we can hope for. Moving right along. Next game. The Denver Broncos. This is the final game of the Saturday edition. Um, Denver Broncos visit the Lions. Lions are four and a half point favorites. Over under is 47 and a half. Midnight Rider. Oh, you know where I'm going with this. Are you taking the Broncos? I got my man Jameer Gibbs giving me um, at least two touchdowns. Um, I think this is going to hit the over. But I got to give kudos and flowers to um, the Broncos defense. The same team that was out there that gave up 70 points. Now they're stingy. Now they're 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 frisky. Um, they make you fight for every yard. Uh, I'm just loving it. I'm loving the the, the way that they're playing, um, the resiliency, uh the fact that it looks like Russell Wilson realized that Russ can't cook, but he can microwave his ass off. So let Russ microwave, you know, 180 yards here, 220 here. Um, you know, no turnovers and a touchdown, or maybe two touchdowns and no turnovers, and that's what you get. You give him, you get like twenty to thirty-five rushing yards out of them off of scrambles, and boom. But I think the, I think the Lions situation, and if you pull Matt's, because I think this is um, appropriate, if you can pull Matt's comment, KG. So Matt's comment is. What the hell happened to the Lions? And Matt, to be honest with you, brother, I don't know. I think this is a team that is they they they're they're trying to learn how to win. They've been playing good football um throughout the course of the season, but I think every now and then, if you pay attention, they've had lows against certain teams like Chicago. They should have lost the first time to them, but they didn't. They pulled that out at the end, and then the other game was um, Chicago this time around. Now, if you look at some of the plays that Justin Fields made in that ball game, Justin Fields really was a magician um, in that ball game. He really found plays, made plays. Um, I think I talked about it the other day uh, about the the um, the Baldinger uh, report that he does on Instagram. And I think the thing you saw there was he escaped everything. And, and I think that helps him out. I think they've let Fields be a runner more, and that's helping them. But the good thing for the Lions is the teams in front of them have stayed right there. So they have they don't have this big gap between them, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. They're all right around 10 and 3, 9 and um 10 and 3, 
nine and four. So these last four games become very important. And my pick on this game, uh, I'm taking the Lions to win outright. And I think they go over the four and a half. I think, well, I, I don't think the problem is outright that way. So, um, but I do think this is going to hit the over. KG, do I have you? I'm here. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm having technical difficulties. I had to switch devices. But I'm here. I'll okay. say this. The Lions have to show that they're not pretenders. That's the problem that they're having. They're pre- being pretenders. And if the Lions keep being pretenders, nobody's going to take them serious. And, Matt, I agree with you. What the hell happened to the Lions? They were the hottest team in the NFL, and they've fallen off. But, but guys, we're, we're, we're in a, a new new a 17-game season, right? In that 17-game season, there are bumps. There's peaks and valleys. We all seen training day. We know that it's about managing the smiles and the cries. And right now, they're managing, they have to manage the smiles and cries. You like that one, see? It's always a great movie reference here with the sideline junkies. Of course. So I'll say this. Give me the Lions. And what is that? Uh, four and a half. Give me the Lions to cover. This is going into overtime, though. So let's call it. So you need the Lions to score a touchdown to close out overtime with your four and a half or a walk-off touchdown. That's 27, 27-21 Lions. So. Okay. Now. Yeah, so the Lions are 9-4. and four. Dallas is 10-3. Philly's 10-3. And, and San Francisco is 10-3. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they're they're right there in the mix. Um, their only thing is just they have these lulls where it seems like you try, you try to figure out who the heck is playing this ball game, and they get tested to, to finish this out. They got the Broncos, the Vikings, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. So they get to prove their worth. This is put up or shut up time. So if they can take care of the Broncos and take care of the two with the um, Vikings, the Cowboys game becomes irrelevant for them. And besides in the tiebreaker situation. Xavier says he'll take the Lions 30 to 20. That's my guy. He can have it, man. He can have it. So All right. you, let's, let's go back because you dropped something in the in the show. Um, about San Francisco and Xavier picking San Francisco and him being on punishment because of that. Would yes. you like to expound on that? Um, we're not questioning the parenting. We're just trying to see how we got to this point. Because what happened was I was messing with him about the whole San Francisco thing. And Is this the San Francisco has the arrived thing that you have? You had? Yeah. yeah. So you're epiphany on Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. And I, I messed with him about that. I went back and listened to the show and I told him I, I sat here on Sunday and said, hey, if San Francisco wins, you know you're on punishment, right? Okay. Okay. So San Francisco won. Even he's like, you pick me. Yeah, I don't care. You should have hoped that they lost. <laughs> 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 you know, it's no problem. No problem with the parents. And I mean, I, I like to mess with them. But, you know, he got to go. Exactly. He got to go stand in the corner on one foot right now. I got you. So, we got a new segment, a new, 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 new segment. The Midnight Rider alluded to it on Tuesday. I'm going to give it to you today. Oh, it's going to be out. Get to it. Okay. Before you get to it, let's, let's explain it a little bit. Like, what, what is, what's the mission here with the new segment? With the new segment? I'm trying to, trying to get set up here so I, I ain't got the phone. Let me let me see this. Let me see. Uh, whole face, whole face. Hold on. Uh oh. Got the third box. So, what what we're trying to do is introduce the new. Oh Lord. 
All right, there we go. Can you hear me now? We can hear you now. All right, that was that was just that was bad. All right, this new segment called the Arrive Five. I have a thing where I, I tell teams you haven't arrived yet. You think you have, but you haven't arrived yet. And this goes for teams that think they've peaked and they've hit their mark and things like that. You know, like when the Niners were winning, what were the Niners? 8-0 for a little while. Fans running around, oh, bang, bang, Niner gang, and this, that, and other. Then you lost three straight. But your excuse was, well, we were hurt. We had injuries. I don't hear that shit. When Dallas, every year with Dallas, Dallas goes on this run and they'll be 11 and whatever. Oh, man, we them boys. We them boys. You haven't arrived yet. You think you have, but you haven't. It's my way of making you chill your shit out, for lack of a better term. Okay. Pump your brakes. Slow down. That's what it started as. Then I just started picking with people and just started picking teams. But I'm going to be truthful with this. I'm going to give you the team, the five teams in the NFL that have arrived every week. So when you see that banner at the bottom that says arrive five and you see that train uh, 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 pulling to the station, you got to know you have arrived. Number five. I'm going to try to do this in the fashion of the Midnight Rider. But number five, I kind of sort of kicked them off the list, but I looked over everything I had. Since I got to have five teams, you'll be the 15th. That is the Philadelphia Eagles. To so the Philadelphia Eagles, you have arrived. Yes, sir. Number four. Number four. New to the list, but they got their stuff together. They beat Seattle. I proclaimed them having arrived on Tuesday. Actually, I said it Sunday, but I proclaimed it on Tuesday. The San Francisco 49ers, you have arrived. Oh. Number three. It Number pains three. It pains my heart as a Commanders fan to say this, but as a football fan, I'm glad they're playing good ball for a change. The Dallas Cowboys, who've been playing some of their best ball of probably the last 10 years, you have arrived. Okay. Number two. Number two. Not a surprise, but they got it right, and they haven't been that so raven. The Uh Baltimore Ravens, you have arrived. Number one. Number one. Even though they're on a two-game losing streak, but until you knock them off their throne, they're still going to be the number one team, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs. You Uh have arrived. So if you don't know, it sounds like to me, being who I am and just guessing the logic of this, that Kansas City is number one. But there's a saying by a man that says to be the man you have to beat the man? Yes. Okay. So it's going to be interesting to see how this list plays out. Yes. Because if we if they go into the playoffs, Kansas City winds up losing. They've been knocked off the perch. They're no longer the number one team. But until they are knocked off their perch, they are the number one team. And they are, have arrived. Okay. Now, to the five teams, that is the Eagles at five, the 49ers at four, the Cowboys at three, the Ravens at two and the Chiefs at one to those five teams. Don't let the work you've done in the last 14 weeks dissipate what you can do in the next three. Make the freaking play. Get to the second season and see if you can go ahead to the dance and take the prettiest girl home. To those other teams that are not on this list, you haven't arrived yet. You think you have, but you haven't. Good job, man. I'm proud of you. I like hey, that. Man. The Arrive 5. The Arrive 5 is here. Uh-oh. Hit the wrong button there. We got a train coming. Who? Oh, that man. Was- that was the other segment with the, with the Raiders and the 5. Don't worry about it. We got you. My audio was saying, did I hear the Ravens? No, 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 you heard Ravens, not Raiders. You heard Ravens. <laughs> the Raiders have definitely, man, the Raiders ain't even on the train yet. They ain't even on the train. 
Where we at, B? Oh man, do that mean my comment from the show on Sunday? Yes, 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 yes. You're, you're done. You're done. You're on punishment. You don't need to do anything. <laughs> yes, the commanders haven't arrived since she wanted to say it. Yeah. <laughs> and Matt say, "Oh my bad. Yeah, we're not giving the Raiders. The Raiders ain't even. They can't even sniff the station." But we are at that point in the show. It's Thursday. It's eight nineteen. I think the game already been kicked off, so we got to wrap that shit up, B. Well, we already have a punt, um, and Aiden O'Connell and the Raiders offense is on the field. Um, I know Matt is probably happy right now. Um, Khalil Mack back against his old team. Um, we'll see how that turns out. So, I got something I want to just preview. So, we talked about not doing a list for a minute. But then the gambler in me said, you know what? We're going to make a list of the parlay killers. Here's an example of that situation. Um, Let me pull this up real quick. So, my guy, Mel Isom, he had a three-leg parlay. De'Aaron Fox to get 30-plus points. Brandon Ingram to get 30-plus. Zion Williams to get 20. Hold on. Let's get that. 20-plus. I had to take the glasses up a little bit. So <laughs> De'Aaron Fox hit his 30. Brandon Ingram hits his 30. Zion Williams, wonk, wonk, wonk. he killed the parlay. So, Zion Williams, you are the first official parlay killer but we will have a parlay killer top five on tuesday that's the new segment as part of the list uh uh damn i i, I my timing was just bad because i had it and then i lost it it's all good i had it then i lost it you know there it is parlay killers will be part of the new list. So if you have a parlay that you played and you were five or six, you were three or four, and you want to shout out the one idiot that killed your parlay, and I'll give you another one. I forgot. I think my legs, it was a five-leg parlay. KG, question for you. Yeah. How tall is Brooks Lopez? Seven one, I believe. Seven feet, seven one. So, so it wouldn't be impractical. For a man to think that a man of seven one height could possibly grab eight rebounds, right? Yeah. So the other parts of my parlay hit. Guess what part doesn't hit? Brooke Lopez grabbing eight rebounds. Brooke Lopez grabbing eight rebounds. You know how many he had? He had four. I don't understand it. I don't know how a guy seven one gets four rebounds. Because Brooke Lopez plays around the perimeter now. Okay. Robin. You'd have had a you'd you'd have had a better chance of getting what Lopez was. It was just a, it said Lopez on the back, seven one. I know he was the starter. I don't know them apart. Uh, one has short hair, one has long hair. I one, I took the one short is, hair one. The other one's dirty. I took the short hair one. Yeah, that's Brooke. Robin's okay. the one that got the long hair, and when he hits the three, he sips the tea. He's the parlay killer. I love the Lopez kids. They ain't even kids no more. They old men, but I love them. Um, since I messed up on that graphic, I gotta make it up to you. I gotta make you feel a little bit better. So messed up. Jackson always makes you feel better. If you want to make me happier and it's a wrestler, we need the ROH champion. Damn, who the hell is a champion now? Uh Shorty that used to be in WWE, the black chick. Short thicky. You talking about uh Ember Moon? Yeah, she went. Ah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I forgot what is her name now. Um, Athena. Mm-hmm. Athena. Yeah. Give me Athena or Willow. Willow Knight. Oh, I'm, I'm okay on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of uh wrestling, which is a great segue. Uh, don't forget to tune in on Saturday night. We will be doing part two of the WrestleManiacs. Mount Rushmore. Ooh. So we went into our Mount Rushmore part one on last Saturday. 
this Saturday will be part two. Um, before we go, let's you have what you you contributed so far. Of course, I do. Of course, I have all of that. Let me flip over here. Let me flip over here. So, what do we do? Do we break it down into subjects like best mic workers? Yes. Best of this company, best of this. So, the four segments that we hit were Mount Rushmore for heels, OMG moments, tag teams, and valets. That was our first four four, uh, segments. Well, Alex, for 300, no, we're in double jeopardy. So, let me go for 800, Alex. I'd like to take tag teams. Tag teams. Um, now, this is my personal opinion. My Mount Rushmore, the Hart Foundation, Harlem Heat, the Dudleys, with an honorable mention for beer money. But the Dudleys, number one, is always going to be the Road Warriors. Not okay. Legion of Doom, Road Warriors. Got you. So now you got me curious. Let's let's do the heels. Well, for me, my heels, the classy one, classy Freddie Blassie. Okay. Triple H. Hate him so much I loved him. Uh Bobby the Brain Heenan. Okay. And none other than the only man that could that that has ever trolled somebody so bad that he airbrushed his wife's face on his tights. The great Rick Rude. Oh, I don't know how I feel about this list. Because then that tells me somebody, because there's a man. I mean, he's a Rolex wearing. He's a kid stealing. Mm-hmm. He's a wheeling, dealing. And he has I, a hard time taking his gators off. He 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 was uh he was on the Nubian Sumo's list, and I believe he was on the People's Choices list. I left him off my list, number one, because I knew everybody was going to go to him. So I'm trying to think outside the box. Ah, your list was a bit contrarian. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to be outside the box. Uh, The OMG moments for me, uh, Hell in a Cell with uh, Mankind and Undertaker. Which which one? Which part of that? Oh, the the OMG moment, the whole match. Okay, okay, okay. No, knowing the backstory that the Undertaker was wrestling with a broken foot, uh, knowing that Mick Foley that that match wasn't supposed to take place like that up there. Then when he fell, th- when he got choke slammed through the cage and got hit in the face with the chair, and they got that famous shot of him in the corner. With his tooth hanging out his nose, and it looked like mm-hmm. oh, he's smiling. No, he was trying to stick his tongue through the hole in his lip. Mm-hmm. OMG moment. Uh, of course, Andre the Giant being slammed by Hogan at WrestleMania three, and we say we're, we're not gonna, you know, run with that and talk about the backstory about that. But what we know, we're just gonna take the moment for what it is. Uh, Austin in the beer truck. Okay, he, he he drenched the whole corporation. And this was one that was off the beaten path. The Hardys return to WWE. That pop. That pop. That pop. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I like that. I like that. So. Must have been your fourth category now because when it got through three of the four. Well, and the, the last was valets. Got to give the people what they want. <laughs> give the people what they want. Sorry. I had a. Uh, of course, Miss Miss Elizabeth, number one valet. Okay. Uh, Deborah McMichael. Okay. Woman. Okay. And I had Sonny written down, but I gave somebody else. Sonny was an honorable mention. I gave somebody else. I can't remember who I gave. Precious, baby doll. Ba- baby doll was one of uh, Nubian sumos. And okay. I, I think I, what I forgot, to, what I failed to mention, I also failed to mention Sapphire, as mm. well. So. And just a quick score update: the Raiders are up six to nothing on a rushing touchdown by. Uh, oh, that's the kid White. They used to call him Baby Hawk. He went to the University of Georgia. Mm. So I think it's Zamir White or Zamar White. I can't remember what his first name is. 
but I know exactly who he is because he came in as one of the top five running backs in this um, class. But when he got to Georgia, he just didn't. He just didn't. It was like the Jerry curl when you curl, just ain't curl right. It was like that. Mm-mm-mm. Just didn't turn right over. Right, 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 right. But those are the four categories we cover. We got more categories coming on Saturday, so tune in for that. Um, <laughs> Matt says, ladies and gentlemen, the Raiders have scored a TD. <laughs> Let your best seven and some heart attack happen now. <laughs> this is the big one. <laughs> this is the first time they scored a TD, what, in two weeks? Something like that. Jeez. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get up out of here. Uh, as you can see, rolling at the bottom, if you're listening on audio, www.byfortmose, that's B-U-Y-F-O-R-T-M-O-S-E, dot com backslash discount backslash maniacs get a discount on a tasty beverage whether it's for christmas for your for your drink or you need something to take to the hollow i'm sorry the new year's eve party get her done and go ahead and buy fort mose so uh wow matt says since 1978 we know it hasn't been that long because it's a 38 to 9 in the super bowl so yeah really didn't need you to go there i'm sorry man this one I try to forget things, but for the Midnight Rider, I'm the big guy KG, the boss BJ on assignment. We don't do no overtime, y'all. We are out of here. Is Asha on punishment or something?